are on the road Must have a code That you can live by 81 degrees. Welcome to a special edition of Couch Potato Radio before we had the Twins Classic Radio on the Mighty 790 KFGO. I'm Derek Hansen. Thanks so much for being with us. If you want to join us, 237-5948-1-800-880-5346. You can text message us, 352-70. Dr. Jeff Baumgartner is with us from the North Dakota State Criminal Justice Political Science Department. How have you been, sir? How was your Memorial Day weekend? I'm doing well, and the weekend was fine. That's good. It's been just uh, a wild start to this short week. Uh, so much stuff going on. I don't even know where to go, where to start with. Uh, of course, you may have heard or the uh, situation with three people shot, two police officers in Grand Forks. We've had the situation in Minneapolis right now. For people that don't know, you do work part-time as a uh, Lamore County Deputy Sheriff. This is, uh, I, I, and your two worlds, unfortunately, co- collide here again. Yeah, that's one of those occasions where uh, where I certainly have interest uh, uh, in both of those stories, uh, both from a law enforcement uh, officer perspective as well as uh, an academician. So, uh, yeah, following both stories as closely as I can based on the the news that's coming out. Yeah, it's it's just a a scary time. I think with everything that's been going on, and we start getting into a. The, you know, I, I think people get more active usually as time goes long here, right? I heard a lot of this when talking about the situations in hospitals right now, especially in the Twin Cities area. They say, well, yeah, we always have situations where it gets busier as it gets warmer, people are moving. But I think that's even energized more by the fact that people were, you know, cabin fevered so long. And now I think the mental health of a lot of people with everything that's been going on and just the negative news all the time, it maybe is going to put that, for the lack of a better term, on steroids. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're exactly right. I mean, uh, for a long time, law enforcement has been aware of sort of seasonal upticks, right? When yeah. when uh, when the weather gets nice, uh, we see certain kinds of uh, uh, behavior and offenses go up. Uh, when when uh, when the weather gets sour, we see other kinds of uh, you know um, crimes uh, that maybe get an uptick as people are closed in together. And maybe we've seen some of that, in, you know, play itself out throughout this pandemic and. And now that things are loosening up and people are getting outside and there's some nice weather to get outside too, um, yeah, you're going to see you're going to see people uh, venting a little and 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 uh, uh, finally sort of unleashing themselves and and you know maybe drinking a little too, a little bit too much or or whatever it might be, but uh, um, but people yeah people are getting a little stir crazy and and uh, and who can blame them at this point? Yeah, we don't know everything about the situation going at Grand Forks and. Of course, we've had a couple things. We had you know, an arson situation here in the FM Metro. That kind of goes away from it's kind of totally different than what happened on Memorial Day night. And and I think with so many things going on with uh, the, the tragic loss of Mr. Floyd, and I, 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 there's just no getting around it. The video is really disturbing. I'm, I'm sure you felt the same way. Yeah, it, it is, especially with the audio. I mean, you, know, you, you hear people, you hear him saying he can't breathe, and you hear people, you know, sort of bleeding with the officers, uh, you know, uh, you know, let them uh, let them breathe and whatnot. And uh, um, yeah, it is. It's it's tough. To, it's tough to watch and tough to reconcile. Um, uh, it 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 doesn't mean based on what I saw, I, I'm, I'm not yet convinced. I may, I may soon be as more information becomes available, but I, 
you know, I, I don't know yet if there's actually a, a criminal offense here. There may well be. Uh, um, there certainly uh, looks to be conduct that could, could put these op, uh, officers subject to civil liability. Um, but uh, and, and the tactic of putting your knee in someone's neck, and I don't know how much, you know, how much of his weight he was putting his, you know, putting it, you know, behind that knee. We don't really, I can't really tell from the video if he's, uh, I mean, it looks like Mr. Floyd's able to move his head a little bit and whatnot. So maybe he wasn't putting the full force of his body, uh, you know, on the, uh, on the back of his neck, but nevertheless, that tactic is just generally frowned upon. And, and for at least three decades, Derek, uh, police officers have been trained about positional asphyxiation uh, with or without him on, on, uh, you know, uh, on the back of his neck. There are people that, you know, when you're handcuffed and you're placed on your stomach, um, uh, you know, you may have a hard time breathing and, and right. officers have to be aware of that. And, and, uh, as soon as somebody says they can't breathe, you better be repositioning them, uh, maybe putting them on his side, you know, doing something to, to see if you can, uh, get that. I know he had sort of skirmished with the officers beforehand, but now you've got four officers there. You have them in handcuffs. Uh, I, I think you can sort of risk moving them to find a better position that's more accommodating to, uh, you know, to his breathing and whatnot. And we'll see what the autopsy uh, says, you know, if, uh, if, if uh, you know, chemical substances or alcohol contributed to the, uh, to the death or not. But, uh, but based on what you see there, there's certainly, uh, uh, you know, there's certainly things to criticize about how the officers handled it. Yeah. And, and for me, and, and you, you get in trouble with this. I get people who hate me all the time because there's a couple things that took place with this. I, I said yesterday, I, I want to see more than that because I want to see what type of skirmish was there. And because the officer does mention, well, when we tried to put him in the truck, that didn't work out so well, did it? And so I because there's a video now of a restaurant where he walked away. It didn't seem like he was resisting, but we don't know if he's resisting going in. The officer says that. I think that body camera I do want to see, right? I mean, I just and it's right. not to it's not to say that these guys aren't guilty as heck of something. I, I just for me, I I hate the rush to judgment on this. Yeah. E- even though it doesn't look very good. I, I just want to say that. I'm gonna get hate no matter what I say in this situation. But I did oh, agree I, I did agree with Chief Todd this morning. I thought, man, the, the firing of the officers was awful quick because I think in most situations like that, there's usually either paid or unpaid suspension or leave, right. and then we kind of go through the investigation. I think what's going on here is they don't want to see a situation like what we had last night in the streets of Minneapolis be tenfold if there's any defending of it at all. Does I mean, am I? That's just purely spec, speculation by me, but I do think that's what's going on here. Oh, I think you're exactly right. And I think Chief Todd was exactly right. Uh, you know, his comments and, and sort of reasonableness uh, in, in how you approach a situation like this is precisely why Fargo is going to be uh, missing the heck out of him when he retires here. But uh, uh, he's just a very, uh, you know, sort of uh, even keeled uh, and, and reasonable, uh, you know, sort of evaluator of, of, of these kinds of circumstances. I think he was exactly on the mark. He said he found the video disturbing. Uh, it, it does look problematic, um, but but yeah, the the instantaneous. I mean, hours later, firing of of four officers, including ones that you can't even see in the video. Who knows what they were doing? I guess they were not intervening, and maybe that was the basis for right uh, for the firing. But uh, to go right to firing without uh, you know without any kind of investigation yet completed. Um, uh, even when there is a, a you know fairly strong suspicion that that's a 
police department policies were violated. Um, you know, and we don't know the what, what's in the personnel jackets of these officers. You know, is this the you know umpteenth time they've been accused of wrongdoing, or have they been you know disciplined many many different times? But uh, you know, but assuming that that's not the case, and that based on this incident alone, uh, these four officers were fired, it does seem, as uh, as I think Chief Todd's comments suggested, it seems to be political and emotional. Yeah, I don't think there's any question, and I'm trying to. Because I think some of these things, and you know, I guess pardon the pun, because I'm mentioning actual colors, but it doesn't mean that it's not really black and white for me. I think when these situations go down, it's really a lot of gray. I mentioned this quite a bit in the situation with uh, Philando Castile a couple of years ago, right? Where I just thought, man, that was just bad. That was tragic all the way around, right? A, a guy who seemed to be a pretty good guy. A, you know, he's a lunchroom cafeteria guy at his school, and I think he had an officer yeah. who was a little bit on edge because he thought he had an armed robber, and, and that was just, I mean, I, I I couldn't really take any sides in that at all. I, I There was no winners in that situation, and unfortunately there's not going to be here either, and, you know, we're talking about two situations here where you got guys who are losing their careers and maybe didn't react well, and the same thing happened a couple of years ago too. And and, and you got exactly. a couple a couple deaths along with it. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. And and I I think I made this point back during that Philando Castile uh, uh, incident, um, or you know, sort of the news surrounding that, and when that was in the news, and, and that is the, you know, sort of the, for some reason with law enforcement in particular, uh, there's always this clarion call uh, to go right to criminal charges when law enforcement makes a mistake that results in, you know, a serious injury or a death. We don't do that with any other profession when, you know, you know, absent criminal intent or extreme gross negligence, um, you know, we don't prosecute doctors and pharmacists and others who, who through their mistakes, cause the life of somebody. Uh, but we have a civil justice system with lawsuits and, 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 uh, uh, payouts and so forth. Not that that's ever enough to compensate a family who loses a loved one, but the fact is, is that it seems you know that only law enforcement uh, is uh, it, you know it seems to face criminal sanctions right out of the chute uh, from a, a large segment of society uh, when they make a mistake and there's no evidence, at least at this point, of any of any criminal intent or or racial bias on the part of these officers. We know nothing about their background yet. Um, nothing about their Facebook posts or anything like that, right? So, well, not um, yet. Hold, uh, hold on. <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, I don't mean to laugh about it, but I mean, this, this is not going away anytime soon. And I'm sure well, they're. I, I, agree. I agree, but for the mayor right away to say, based on what he saw, he can't understand why Mike Freeman is waiting to, you know, to prosecute him. And uh, you have, uh, you know, uh, Representative Omar saying he needs to be charged with murder. You know, the guy went to work yesterday. I don't think he went to work, or that that day, a couple days ago. I don't think he went to work thinking I'm going to kill somebody today, or I'm going to kill a uh, a black pedestrian today. That's not, you know, that's not what he went to work to do. Uh, if we find he made mistakes, yeah, there needs to be accountability. Maybe his career is appropriately over. Maybe there is some sort of uh, civil liability he needs to face. But I'm not sure that it's always the case that we need to, you know talk about sending police officers to prison for their mistakes when we don't do that for anybody else. It's interesting because you mentioned the comparison with doctors, and I guess that's why malpractice insurance is so high too. And I, I guess 
I'm, I would guess that a lot of, certainly in the situations where you have a lot of police officers like Minneapolis and St. Paul, I'm guessing there's quite a bit of liability that goes along with that too, as we do know sure. with a lot of payouts. Dr. Jeff Baumgartner with us from the Criminal right. Justice Political Science Department at North Dakota State University. Are you a little bit surprised um, about that Mayor Fry being so frontal? I think it goes back to, again, that he wants to maybe calm it down like he's on the forefront of, you know, so he doesn't have protests, you know, tearing up his city right now, like the L.A. riots after Rodney King. But, but I do think it puts uh, the county attorney, Freeman, in a little bit of a tough situation here, right? I mean, because now the public pressure, not that it's not going to be there anyway, but, boy, it's amped up when you have the city leaders saying that. That's really – I've never really seen anything like this before. No, you're absolutely right. And, and that's – I mean, I think – you know, I think when he was elected, I think there was a lot of, uh, you know, there were a lot of news stories and concern, you know, from the from, uh, you know, law enforcement uh, uh, organizations about whether, you know, he was uh, sort of over the top anti-law enforcement or not. And, um, and uh, uh, you know, I think the last mayor didn't have a great relationship with uh, law enforcement. And, no. and as I recall, he, he sort of ran against her to the left of her on, uh, on her position with law enforcement. So, uh, so I, you know, I don't think he's necessarily a huge fan of law enforcement to begin with, at least in the eyes of the uh, of the police union there and, and sort of the rank and file. So it doesn't quite surprise me. I, I do think Mike Freeman is a little bit in a box. He got he's, he's been criticized um, uh, in the past um, uh, for uh, well, I think it was him that was criticized for relying in the past on, on grand juries to, to make some of these decisions. Maybe it was in Ramsey County that that was done. But in any event, I know people, they don't like in these situations, a lot of the people in the community want to, to sort of skip over the traditional process of, of taking such a case to the grand jury and just go right to criminal charges, which the, you know, the, uh, the county attorney certainly can do. Um, but historically, when you have an officer-involved incident like this, um, you, you usually put it before a grand jury and, and, and let them make a decision as to whether or not there, you know, an actual crime occurred, which is not the same thing as to say that, you know, uh, a mistake that wasn't made or anything like that. But, uh, you know, was there a criminal offense in this instance? Uh, we usually rely on grand juries for this. Um, it may be the case that Mike Freeman feels compelled to just charge it out uh, and then uh, and then go from there. Dr. Jeff Baumgartner with us here on Couch Potato Radio. I am Derek Hansen. If you want to join us, 237-5948. Let's go to Tony. Tony, thanks for being with us here on KFGO. Yeah, I appreciate it. I I, I also appreciate your guest taking us through some of the things. I think it's a pretty measured you know, response to some of this. I, I do get a little nervous, though, when I hear the comparison to other you know folks saying, oh, doctors, you know, they don't get fired. Remember, police are the only group of folks who can take away your freedom and carry firearms. And so if they are going through and making these kind of judgment calls, and I have no doubt, right, that that that, that officer did not wake up thinking I'm going to, you know, make this decision. But it doesn't matter what he woke up and think. He, he did that. That's what happened. And that's what we saw on, on, on the camera. So I, I, that comparison doesn't hold a ton of water, and they should be held up to a higher level of standard because of they have the ability to take away freedom, to have the right to do those things. So I, I think we should elevate that position more to say, you know what, there is something we got to think, you know, a little bit deeper about. And you know, I, you know, firing there, there is, <laughs> you know, the the big difference is, yes, those individuals got fired. I understand that's going to be disruptive to their life, 
but they can restart a career and do something different. That other individual left, lost his life. That, that's it. That's in. That's yep. in for him. So I think I, I just get nervous about saying, "Oh boy, you know, one they lost their jobs. They lost their jobs, not their lives." So I think the comparisons get a little squishy sometimes, and I well, I, I just I think- want to make sure we hear those. Dr. Baumgartner, I think what you're saying is not so much lost their jobs. I mean, they may lose their lives here if they're sitting in the hole for, um, you know, and uh, away from Maybe they should. Well, that would we? We would. Well, we don't know that for sure. You you answer that, Dr. Baumgartner, because I think you were bringing that up before. Well, yeah, and and I get what I get what the caller's saying, and and I I can appreciate that perspective, and you know this idea that that you know we we give law enforcement officers guns. Uh, we, we don't give doctors guns. We don't give uh, doctors the power to take life uh, per se. But you could also say, well, you know, there, you know, maybe law enforcement needs even a greater benefit of the doubt than some of these other professions because you know, law enforcement's the only profession where we send them into confrontational situations. Doctors aren't in confrontational mm-hmm. situations. Uh, pharmacists yep. aren't in confrontational situations when they, you know, uh, give out the wrong drug because they've they've been, you know. Uh, working extra long and they were tired and they made a mistake or whatever the case may be. But law enforcement, yeah. we actually send them into confrontational situations where, uh, of course, things can get, uh, can get contested and heated. Uh, and so there's even a greater likelihood for mistakes of a, of a higher order of magnitude to occur. Uh, that's precisely why we give them firearms and we give them that protection. So uh, it, 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 the point is, is that uh, these law enforcement officers are human, human beings you send them into a situation where, uh, you know, where use of force are going to be required. Human beings can make mistakes. Um, you, you can't, you can't just say every time they make a mistake, it's going to be a criminal offense, and they need to spend some time in prison. We don't do that with any other profession. And unlike every other profession, law enforcement is in a situation where they are more likely to make those kinds of mistakes because that's precisely the job we tell them to do. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think that that. That's why I mentioned earlier the measured response. I think that that's, I, I agree with that totally. I just, you know, and I, I also think, to be honest, you know, the, the four of those folks, you know, three of them stood by. I don't know. We don't know all of this, and we will, but then yeah. that's why I get concerned about, you know, saying all four of them, yep, we're, we're, we're leveling charges right away. But, boy, for the one individual, it, 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 it doesn't look good. <laughs> no. It, no it, it, I, it's going to be very difficult to, very difficult to defend that. No, there's no doubt. Yeah, don't. No, it is difficult. And I don't defend it yet. I mean, I don't know what happened other than it looks right. bad, and it's likely going to be bad. I think uh, the investigation is going to reveal that uh, you know poor tactics were made, and and they certainly were negligent in not uh, uh, listening to the uh, the cries that uh, you know when he's saying he couldn't breathe. You get you know when somebody is in your custody, you are responsible for their safety, and uh, uh, and I don't think they attended to that uh, responsibility uh, properly based on what we've seen. Um, but, uh, but again, you know, that was, a, that was a mistake. I don't know if it, if it warrants, uh, a prison sentence. We, we, you know, a lot of people die from mistakes, uh, all the time. It's sad. It's tragic. Hopefully there's compensation or some sort of, uh, uh accountability. But, uh, generally speaking, we don't, we don't throw, uh, mistaken people in prison, even when it results in a death, uh, unless there's some sort of, a, a attendant criminal intent malicious intent or, or gross, gross negligence. And uh, it just seems like we've decided there's a different standard for law enforcement officers 
um, which strikes me as a little bit unfair, but I, I have a little bit of bias and, and stake in it myself, <laughs> having, having been well, and continuing to be a peace officer. So. Well, I, I appreciate the conversation, to be honest with you, having this type of conversation in a way that it's not um, apolitical and be like too yep. irrational. Because I think that yep. that's half the battle sometimes is having a discussion like too. this that is, yep. you know, in the middle. Because I, I don't necessarily agree with, with, with what you're saying completely, but I also understand, yep. to your point, you put, you put people in a difficult position. Those, you know, those are, again, they're running toward confrontation and, and not away from it. And so, right. you know, you, you have to understand that part of it, too. And I think that's, I get why that can be forgotten sometimes And all you see, at least all we've seen so far, is the back end mm-hmm. of that and, and not necessarily. So like I said, I, I, I appreciate the conversation. That's for sure. Tony, I do too. And I appreciate your comments. Yep. Very Tony, good. thanks so much for calling in. Very, very good conversation there for sure. Dr. Jeff Baumgartner with us from North Dakota State University's Criminal Justice Political Science Department. I'm Derek Hansen. Text message comes in at 35270. I, I don't necessarily agree with this, Dr. Baumgartner. I'll, I'll give you an explanation why. Law officers are given handguns to protect themselves. They should be able to abide by the age-old rule, do not shoot unless shot upon. I don't agree with that, and I hope that he doesn't mind me saying this. I have someone very close to me who works actually in the Twin Cities, and he was on a, uh, I think it was a SWAT raid, but, I mean, they were going into into someone's, and, you know, a shotgun was pulled on him, right? And I, 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 he didn't wait to see if he was going to shoot it before he took took care of the threat. You know, I mean, and I just that's. I mean, you also have to make sure that you take care of the threat, right? I mean, I, I don't know if you have to wait for them to shoot before you shoot. Am I wrong on that? Or? No, no, you don't. Uh, you, you know, a, a, if you have uh, uh, you know somebody aiming a weapon at you, you don't have to wait to see if they're uh, a good shot before you shoot first. Um, um, but but what he is kind of getting at, is, and it is interesting, and there's been discussions about this, and, and it's, it's probably a good discussion to have. I have a buddy uh, I met at a conference a couple of years back now, um, kind of a kept in touch. He's a high-ranking official in, uh, in Queensland, Australia's police department. And, and it, you know, they carry guns in Australia, law enforcement does, but they do have, a, you know, sort of a slightly different uh, take on use of force, and, and maybe it's to some extent, maybe it's semantics. I mean, they, you know, they're not expected to uh, uh, to take gunfire first before shooting either. But there is sort of this emphasis in their policies on the preservation of life. Like, there's nothing more important than that, including that of the suspect. And so, so for them, deadly force becomes, you know, the the very last uh, resort. Which is which in the United States, that's not necessarily the case. We often hear stories of, of officers, well, they could have shot, they would have been justified, but they held off and right. eventually the guy was talked down or whatever, right? And, uh, and, and, and that approach is sort of uh, more broadly uh, inculcated into the police culture there and into policy there. And, and some have talked about trying to, um, you know, maybe have something more like that in, in American law enforcement. And maybe that's, that's worth taking a look at. Um, but our society is, you know, frankly, a lot more violent than Australia's as well. And so, uh, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not one of these that think there's, you know, you know, you need to be at condition yellow or red on every traffic stop, including the apparent mom in a minivan. But, um, but uh, you know, the fact is, is that, uh, you know, 
there probably are a few more dangers, uh, you know, sort of broadly speaking in American society than in some of these other uh, societies. And so uh, just finding that balance where officers are encouraged uh, to place a premium on life, including the suspect's life, uh, but, you know, not doing so uh, to the extent that would put themselves uh, or their partners or citizens in, in greater danger. It's just, it's just a balancing act, as always. Let's uh, go to John here before we wrap things up. Hello, John. Hey, Derek. I think we need to go back to the point where we didn't militarize police protection. You know, starting with the war on drugs, the U.S. has increasingly militized their police. Instead of protect and serve, it is conquer and survive. And until we get back to that, we're going to have incidents like this. And I know you think that it's the only society where we say, well, they made a mistake, but we give them the power to be always right. And this wasn't just a little mistake. I mean, it went far beyond that. You know, I don't think it warrants murder charges, but it is, with everything I've seen, manslaughter anyway. Don't yeah. you I don't you think uh Dr. Baumgartner I think I think John hits the nail on the head. I think it's and that's going to maybe anger a lot of people especially when the mayor's talking about murder. I mean, I think that really the realistic uh, charge that you might get from Attorney Freeman here is probably manslaughter. Yeah, some sort of manslaughter or negligent homicide uh would, yeah. if there is a, a a homicide charge, it would that would be the appropriate level I would think. There's certainly yeah, I don't think there. I don't think there was any intent by that police officer to kill this guy. No, right. I think their training has gotten out of hand. I think we really have to evaluate how people approach or how police officers approach people. It it yeah. isn't like it was in the seventies and early eighties. They don't approach mm-hmm. you to help you. They approach you as a possible shooting suspect well, I, I, I hate that I thanks a lot for your phone call John I think I don't know Dr. Baumgartner I think that is a little bit of a broad brush I mean I've, <laughs> I've had a lot of contact with law enforcement and obviously it's different here in Fargo Moorhead Cass Clay County than it is down in the Twin Cities at times I'm sure and you know I know this firsthand as I said I have a, someone who's very close to me that works down there so it is a little bit tougher at times but I think for the most part people you know people law enforcement just really do want to protect and serve, right? I, I think so. Um, although what the caller was uh, identifying is a phenomenon that has been studied, uh, sort of the militarization and occupation kind of mindset that maybe sometimes sets in. And, and sometimes, I mean, you know, you know, Minneapolis, I think, is right now at least 100 or 200 officers understaffed uh, by sure. where they're supposed to be. I mean, these officers are going from call to call to call. Uh, they don't have a lot of time to stop in and have coffee with somebody or try to, you know, you know, do sort of the friendly side of policing that maybe we get to do here in North Dakota. You know, they're just going from one call to another uh, and almost always dealing with people not happy to see them. And and so it probably cannot but help uh, start to form something of, a, of a, an occupation mentality where you feel like you're just, you know, constantly putting out fires and, and, and dealing with uh, – 
you know, the side of society that no one else wants to deal with. Um, you know, in this particular case, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know to what role that mindset played a, a part here. I mean, I saw some of the other video that was circulating. It does look like he stiffened up and kind of resisted, wasn't going to be handcuffed, probably why he eventually wound up on the ground. Uh, you know, he had two or three officers trying to handcuff him, a strong guy, a bigger guy. Um, and I can tell you from firsthand experience with three or four officers, you could be trying to handcuff a drunk 95-pound woman, uh, and if she doesn't want to be handcuffed, it looks really ugly trying to wrestle her into handcuffs. It just does. So, well, you don't have to tell me that. I I used to be a bouncer, so I mean, I'd much rather pick. You know, I'd rather go after a drunk guy than a. I mean, it's like when my cat doesn't want to be picked up. So trust me, I know exactly. I mean, I and I think I got to wrap things up here, Doctor Baumgartner. But I think what it comes down to is, I think that there's so much. It's so politically motivated right now. There's so much anger on every which way. It, it's a bad look and. Hopefully somewhere down the line, if anything, it's taken all this stuff, the political side of, you know, I've seen all the Colin Kaepernick things and then everything else. I, I do I do think it's a situation or maybe we can really address this is going to be finally the breaking point and what has been such a toxic year already in 2020 where we can actually have conversations about this instead of always throwing mud. Well, I hope so. And, and, and I I. From what I see, it does look like that you know this is a problematic arrest, and, and the, the conduct of the officers after he was in custody was was problematic. I think there will be some accountability, and I just hope it. I hope it's you know sort of an appropriate amount of accountability, and like you said, we can have appropriate conversations about how maybe yeah. training and tactics could be changed uh, in a positive way for everybody. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think that's a very very good point, and I'll leave this, and you know, just talking, you know. I think for so many people, looking at the situation here, that when you look at uh, what happened today in Grand Forks with ha- having two officers shot too, I mean, th- you can't tell me that there isn't a lot of uh, gray area here because there's just so many sad stories that go along with this. So I just want to make right. that clear too. I, ho- I don't know what's going to come out of that, but we'll certainly keep you up to date here on KFGO. I think we could have gone for five hours today, but I thank you for your time. <laughs> I maybe call you next. I may call you next week. Usually we do it other, every other week, but just the way things are going, I might try to get a hold of you next week sometime. Oh, that'd be great, and I look forward to that day. I can be back in studio with you. Yeah, me too. Believe me. All right, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Jeff Baumgartner with us, Criminal Justice Political Science Department at North Dakota State University and what's really been just a unbelievable start to the last week in May. Twins Classic Radio coming up here. We got a CBS News update. I got a weather check also coming up here on the Mighty 790 KFGO. SNS Manufacturing knows this is a tough time for.